you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? From Buffalo, New York, where our bike paths have been rape-free since 2006, it's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and the tardy drummers of the Buffalo music scene. I'm Ryan Garnett, and I don't know where Cassidy Dwan is. And I'm Cassidy Dwan, and I'm not here to read my script. Fantastic. On today's episode, uh, we have Elena DeGeorge here. Hi! A local singer, songwriter, pop punk person... <laughs> Um, so, uh, Cassie's not here, so you're going to be, you're kind of guest hosting as okay. well as being a guest. Yeah, that so, could be a thing. Welcome. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we're going to be talking about, um, she has a 21st birthday party slash show at, uh, Mohawk Place on November 7th. Yes. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little later. Um, and then on today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about a full slate of past and upcoming shows. We're going to have music from Sons of Luther and Elaney and Over and Out and <laughs> maybe some other stuff. Um, and we'll deb- debut a new segment called Encore, which is just an excuse for me to yell about stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, You always need one of those. Always need an excuse to just randomly yell about everything. On the podcast, yes. yes. Otherwise, I try to just yell for no reason. <laughs> just incoherent ramblings if I'm, yeah. Yeah, that works. That's how I interact with other people at parties. Oh, okay. I get it. So, um, we're kind of working with a bit of a loose script, so, um, we're probably going to play some other music too, but I don't know what we're playing just yet. So, um, let's get started. Uh, so, uh, we have, the script says we have a lot of show today, but as we've had some cancellations and stuff, we don't. But we're going to get going with some music anyway. Um, I mentioned on the last episode I recorded a bunch of great music from Tudor Lounge and Mr. Goodbar on September 28th, and this is from that collection. Um, I got to see Sons of Luther at Mr. Goodbar celebrating the release of their new EP, Do What You Can. Uh, they were great. Um, I know Ren, who is the lead singer. We worked together at uh, the Sugar City Band Lottery, which would be like a year and a half ago, um, and he's awesome, and it was very kind of like strokesy, old-style rock and roll kind of stuff, like leather jacket and all. And, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. See, was, leather jacket. See, that just brings it all together. That just makes it oh, it's so perfect. Hot. It's so hot on stage. I can't I don't do know that, how to... But... Honestly. I honestly don't know how. I would die. I'd actually die and pass out on the stage. I think if you if you wear leather pants and a leather jacket on stage, you, you will. You'll, you'll die. That's just instant death. So uh, we're, we're going to listen to... Uh, on that note, we're going <laughs> to listen to uh, Dance Way by the Sons of Luther. Live at Mr. Goodbar on September 28th here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
And that was Dance Way. I feel like I left like an, uh, my, the script, I left like a word out of the title. But that's what I have by Sons of Luther live at Mr. Goodbar on September 28th uh, to release their new album. So, um, Lainey, tell us about your November 7th, 21st birthday bash. Who's playing? Awesome. All right. So we have Wolf of Waltzer, Tooth, Sweet Apple. We have Nate Marlowe, who I know personally and who's super fantastically talented. And Derek Gregory. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, and this is Mohawk Place. Oh my gosh, yes. We are so, so excited. Is this your first Mohawk Place? Yes. I've always wanted to play there. I've been playing in, like a lot of stamp shows and I've heard about Mohawk Place and I'm just like, I'm beyond excited. Oh, that's awesome. It's you so cool it that it's there. I'm like, ah, yes. So do you, do you have a, a, a first 21 year old person drink <laughs> for the night? Ugh. Like, I don't have anything in mind. And, and are you gonna, are you gonna actually buy your own drink or are you gonna wait for someone to buy you a drink? That's a really good question. See, that, now that's the real question. Honestly, I don't know. We're just going to see gonna what happens. You're going to get You're going to have like drinks like thrown at you that whole night. Like, <laughs> good thing I'm off the next day. Like, yeah, I, I, I was planning on buying you a drink. Sweet. And I'm sure, I'll I'm sure Brandon's going to buy you a drink. <laughs> and then I can't actually do it, but I can like. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can give the money to someone to give her a drink. Is how it works. I okay. just don't think he can actually hold the drink. Probably not. In his hand. I'll just, it's not I'll legal. Just hand her the card and tell her He'd be like, "You can take this card, and then I we'll get, use I it." Get, I get like a pretty nice paycheck that week, so. <laughs> Yo, okay. <laughs> oh, I will tell you this um, for Mohawk Place, and this is here's a tip for you bands: if you do a bar tab on any of the nights you're playing there, they will give you half off your bill. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. That, oh, wow. Yes. That's some, good to know. Some bands really took advantage of that at the Buffalo Council <laughs> Planned Parenthood show. I can totally believe that, too. Oh, That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. It's a good tool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in honor of your 21st birthday, um, I have a game. I'm going to introduce you to the Buffalo bar scene. Okay. Um, this is called Name That Venue Yelp Edition. Yelp Edition. Yelp Edition. Ooh, so it's real special. I went on to Yelp and I found just the weirdest and worst one-star reviews <laughs> for local <laughs> Buffalo venues. So I'm going to give them to you multiple choice. Oh God. Okay. And you just have to guess which one they are. And if you are, and I'll, I'll even I'll even grant you this. If, okay. If you don't recognize any of the venues, I'll give you a little details. Okay. Because you know you haven't turned 21 yet, so not sure. all of these are. Full disclosure: If I offend any of the bars, no, out I would. There. I, I'd like to. I'd like to explain again. This uh, the the thoughts and ideas expressed by this section of the podcast is just an aggregation of things we collected off Yelp, and is not the opinions of anyone who is currently on the podcast. I mean, some of them might be the same, <laughs> but yes. for the most part. All right, so here we go with name that venue Yelp edition. Woo! All right, number one. So if you get five of these right, we have a prize. We have a prize for you one way or the other, but the, the quality of the prize will be completely dependent on, on how well you do. Oh God, so. I'm gonna do, <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do. No, it's, it's okay. Like, like no one really knows these answers, so everyone does poorly, especially on this one, so. Okay, okay so I'm not the only one. It's okay. Yeah. We're all in this together, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone at home, just shout out the answers and. Hope she hears you. Yeah, or maybe your dog will hear it, too. All right, number one. Went in here last week to see Puddle of Mud. They didn't come up until 11.30 p.m., which was just crazy given it was a work night. <laughs> Is that A, Town Ballroom, B, The Evening Star, C, Darien Lake Amphitheater, or D, Rapids Theater? The second one? 
You are correct. It was the Evening Star. Awesome! Woo! Have you been to the Evening Star? I have not. The Evening Star is nice. It, it is in uh, it's up in uh, Niagara Falls Boulevard. Nice big rock star stage. Good Ooh. sound. Good people. All right, one, dude, one for one. Yes, we got this. You're Next a, one is you just are like downhill. You're ahead of the curve. <laughs> nice. All right, number two. Uh, the best thing about this venue shows is that their marketing sucks, so you can get a good sightline because they're rarely sold out. Is that A, Babeville, B, The Trelph, C, Hard Rock Cafe, Niagara Falls, or D, Sugar City? Ooh. I'm going to go with Sugar City. That is incorrect. Oh, that is The Trelph. Oh, The Trelph. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, that one I actually haven't heard of before. Uh, the Trelf is, it's an amazing, beautiful club with a lot of history, and the people who book, uh, book there are just complete assholes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I burned, I burned a bridge with them on like episode number two. <laughs> they've been even like, they've been completely a giant pain even trying to get me access to review shows. And I'm like, God, I'm why? coming here and I want to promote the acts you have in. You're doing a disservice to them it. by not letting press come in. And even when it like the bands would give me a press pass, I'd still get hassled at the door there. Come on. So I don't mind talking about that you have a pass like what is this so all right we're, we're one for two we're okay. still we're still 50 percent. okay <laughs> all right i don't know if maybe some pervert took over this location in the interim but myself and our group won't be back until you settle on a uniform that lets your waitresses come to work and leave with a little dignity is that a hot mama's canteen b the gypsy parlor or c hard rock cafe niagara falls or D, Mr. Goodbar. Ooh. Ugh, I'm debating between two. It's like taking a test. <laughs> you can th- you can think out loud here. Let's see. I'm going with either A or D. A? It is not Hot oh, Mama's Canteen. It's actually the Hard Rock Cafe Niagara Falls. <laughs> no way. Really? I guess that guy is a pervert. Whoa. That, that's a or at least according to the review. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Here's the, this is great. <laughs> Number four, the rudest and most bizarrely cold and pre- pretentious place I've ever been to drink. The atmosphere is historical in a bad way. I imagine it was once hopping and fun, maybe 30 years ago, and has since completely died. And the only people who come here when there's no event are the loopy geezers there to mourn the good times they once had. Wow. That's <laughs> Yikes. Whoa. Is that the Tudor Lounge? Is that Nietzsche's Mr. Goodbar or DBGB's? Eleni's boyfriend is here. He's just like giving him. No, no, that's cool. I, I'm fine with you helping give her answers. Pretty good. <laughs> price just looking of, at me. We're You're like, like we're going prices right. He's just like flashing her numbers. But it's one of those things that the answer could be wrong. Though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's go with Nietzsche's. Nietzsche's is correct. Cool. Whole lot of really great bands came through there. You are at fifty percent so far. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Multiple I, choice. Let's go. I am excited. Yes. All right. I gotta, I gotta take a, I gotta take a quick sip of water before reading this one. This one's <laughs> is great. This one, is this one intense? <laughs> All right. A human crumb. Yeah, I said it. That's the way I was treated by old Wanda with the turquoise arm strap on her grabber. Me and my pal Herb, who owns a potato chip company in Gowanda, <laughs> he knows a bit about the service industry, mind you, came down to the guzzle hut they call this venue on the, on this evening and we were treated like slop. Is that the Gypsy Parlor? Is that Milky's? Is that Mr. Goodbar? Or is that Thin Man Brewery? God. Okay, before I answer this question, like, did he have to say that, like, 
like the Gowanda like potato chip company. Like that well, was so Herb really clearly amazing. knows a bit more about customer service than you and me. Oh, really? <laughs> I I get to. All right, let's go with the last one. Oh, it is not Thin Man Brewery. That mm. is the Gypsy Parlor. Yes. The Gypsy Parlor. The Gypsy Parlor. Thin Man is like is like super nice and clean. I've never been to Thin Man. Which yeah. That just explains my answer. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a cool place. The Gypsy Parlor definitely has a lot more uh character. I've I've gone there a few times. I have a friend who hosts like an open mic there. Oh yeah, the open mic school there. Is that yeah, Devin? Devin. Yes, from from Anxious Kids Make Good People. I was oh just God, listening awesome. to them recently. They really? Yeah, they, he I mean, they, he makes cool music. I yeah, like him. Oh my God, he's so talented. He is so so talented. And uh, I was there for his open mic, and I just think it's funny because like I love the venue and they have such a good stage. But then sometimes you like happen to walk in and you're just like, let's hope I don't die. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I've uh, I I have friends who've seen pretty weird things happen in the bathrooms of that, oh that my place. God, I don't even yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for some cocaine, it might no. not be a bad place to look. You never know. Yeah, but no, don't do that. Please Listen don't. to music instead. No. All right, number <laughs> six. After the concert, if you're looking for the way back to 716 for a post-concert drink, don't ask a group of 60-year-old women. Is that A, music is art, B, Buffalo Ironworks, C, the Buffalo Niagara Hostel, or D, the Key Bank Center? All right, option D. It is the Keyback Center. You yes, are correct. I figured. I was like, on the way to 716, what's, what's in here there? I, I feel like, I, I, you know, I didn't see a whole lot of real drunk people at Music is Art. Maybe they were there, but I didn't, I didn't see them. I didn't either. Um, Keybank Center seems like the kind of place who'd be hosting a show where someone would be dumb enough to ask a group of 60-year-old women where to find a popular bar. That I just, feel that. Like, yeah. I can understand that. Dude, you're three for three, so if you get... Um, two out of the next three, right? Okay. You win, which is way better than I, I would have thought, figuring you've never been to most of these venues because hey, you're not 21 okay. yet. But this, this, <laughs> this is, this is your crash, crash course. Yes, so, all right, uh, number seven. I also have to address the fact that frankly, it smells like urine most nights. It's not of dive bars. It just makes me feel like I'm going to come down with something. Is that A, Tudor Lounge, B, Broadway Joe's, C, Milky's, or D, Showplace Theater? Ugh, option three? It is not Milky's. And Jesus Christ, don't say that about the place I book shows. Listen, How rude. I actually like Milky's. Yeah, I know, I'm just messing with you. Uh, it was Tudor Lounge. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I like Tudor Lounge. I've been there for some good shows recently, but I still am uh, a little hesitant to go into their bathroom during <laughs> summer hours. I wanted to say a little bit about Milky's real quick. Oh, my God. Me and my friends just, like, we love Milky's. Like, we talk about it all the time. We're like, yo, Mike, Milky, yes. We love it. We think awesome. it's so funny. I think it's so funny. Yeah, it's a good place. Everyone's that's, so nice there. Yeah, and that's where one of like my first ever shows was. So. Who did you see? Uh, no, I was actually playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of my shows with Green Gymnast CC. Oh, cool. All right, we got two left. Cool. Number eight. This is the single worst bar in the United States of America. Oh, my God. Bars in third world nightmares like Tanzania and Kenya are probably cleaner than the floors at this stuck in the 70s, rotting buffalo dustbin. If you ignore the warnings to go to this quote unquote bar on a Friday night, you'll realize what a cluster doink mess it is. Is it this, this showplace theater, Rapids Theater, Mr. Good Bar, or Broadway Joe's? Hmm. Broadway Joe's? 
incorrect. Though no. most bad things that you could say about any Buffalo Club, you could say about Broadway Joe's. You're probably a little too, you're too young to remember Broadway Joe's fully. Okay, Broadway Joe's doesn't exist anymore. Okay, so it's not a thing anymore. Thank okay. Christ. It was so, oh man, it was so horrible. Well, what's wrong with it? The sound system was terrible and people weren't there and there was always like, it was always like the new metal playlist. No matter what show, that was what like they, they play in between sets. Like it could be like pop punk or groove or like anything and it was always like Evanescence and Corn. Like, oh my God. Always. The <laughs> bathroom. Essentials. Oh man, I, this is, I'm, I, I'm jumping into the rabbit hole with this story. I, I go there to play a show with my band and I go and use the bathroom. And I plug the toilet because I'm a guy. And guys do that, right? <laughs> yeah, right, Brandon. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I needed, no, I needed the one man, and I needed the guy in the room to back me up on that. <laughs> um, so, but there's no door on the stall in the bathroom, so I'm literally like plunging the toilet with like my pants around me at my ankles, like staring <laughs> out the door, just like no one come in, no one come in. And You're just waiting for the sound of the door. To no, just... no one was in that club that night, oh. so I lucked out. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, Broadway Joe. That sounds so rough. It was. It was such a terrible place. Oh like, my. Hmm? What was the answer? Oh, what was the answer? Uh, that was Mr. Goodbar, actually. Really? Okay. Alright, last one. If you buy tickets for a band that never shows up, the bouncer literally throw you to the ground and kick you out rather than admit their scheduling was bad. Take your chances. Is that the waiting room, Broadway Joe's, Showplace Theater, or Electric Avenue? All right, what are my options again? You got the waiting room. Okay. You got Broadway Joe's. Okay. You got Showplace Theater. Okay. You have Electric Avenue. Hmm. A question mark? Question mark? Fuck, you got it right. No way. Yes. 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 Okay, so Let's go. so basically just guessing on questions you had 25% chance at. You got 4 out of out of, out of them right. So I cool. you you get a prize. Oh. I'm going to Oh, going to go into the prize bag. Oh. Bag? That's so cute. Oh, absolutely. For the last one, the guess was as simple as I went by the name and the description of throwing people out. The waiting room. If you wait too long, you get thrown out. <laughs> I've never, I, I never got a chance to go to the waiting room. They put on some dope ass shows. Let's see. I know Eleni listens to music in the car, so let's see you know here. It. I will. Oh man, there's so much good stuff. You've heard Johnny and the Man Kids? I have not. I'll give you, I'm gonna give you Johnny and the Man Kids, new EP, You Made Me Hurt. And then, I, I have, I don't know how well it'll even play anymore. This is, this is an artifact of Buffalo, New York. Okay. This is, uh, this is the Imports. They were literally the first pop punk band I can remember in Buffalo. Really? I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was high school. We were all really bad. So it's not great, but, Fuck it, listen to it. It's, I it's, will. it's, it's your Buffalo history. Oh, definitely. So, you have those. Thank you. And you get, you get to Brandon, go home. I got stuff for the car. With yes. a well-earned win. That, that Johnny and the Man Kids EP too is, is fantastic. Is it? It's really you talk good. About them all the time. Yeah, they're, fa- I, they're I really good. I to listen to them now. So, um, so welcome. That's your tutorial. You now know Buffalo's bar scene as well as you really need to. Okay, the crash course. We got this. Yeah, so um, I'll go there and be like, "Wow, that review." So yeah, let's play some. We'll play some Johnny the Man Kids next. Um, here is. I'm just looking at the. Yeah, let's. We're gonna play that. That's different. Here's that's different from Johnny and the Man Kids from their EP. You made me hurt. Here on the Struggle Is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. <laughs> Oh, 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 
And we are back on Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Hi, Cassidy. Hi. Uh, we're better late than never. Oh, I got here as soon as I could. I Waitress land is a difficult land. I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, we're here to talk about some previous shows. I'm ready. Cool. All right. On October 15th, I went to see Electric Six at Mohawk Park. <gasps> Danger, danger, high voltage. I only knew that song, and then I found out they did Gay Bar. Oh, no, at the and Gay Bar, yeah. I, I, and George Bush was in that music video. Remember that music video? There was a parody video. The actual video has him dressed as Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, they were awesome. Like, I was only familiar with those two songs. They're just like a good, like, the first half of the show was kind of punky, kind of reminded the Soul Butchers a little bit, and okay. the second half is real dancey. Yes. And it was it was a super exciting show. They put on a really great time. Where was that? Mohawk. Right. And uh, Super Tugger played. Um, okay. We uh, we had Angel on a while back, and uh, I actually, like, I helped them. I was in the process of writing some of those songs, and I was in Viva Noir with those guys. And, nice. Um, it's always good to have that kind of connection to see other people working oh, absolutely. through there. It's so much fun. They actually played a song that I played with the Viva Noir when I was there. and yeah, they, 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 So you knew all the words? Oh, I could have played the bass line. I could have went up there and played it. <laughs> I know. Um, Put me in, coach. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was a really great show, um, and uh, more people should go listen to Super Tugger. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, check out Electric Six next time they come to town. There are certainly plenty of spots available. It I caught only... them at the trap some years ago, and I'm very upset I wasn't able to make that show. I'm glad that, you know. Yeah, it was, like was it well attended? Bucks. Um, it probably could have been a little more full for yeah. Mohawk, but I'd say it was like 75% capacity. It was All pretty right. good. It's nice in that space for that show. I, I oh, mean, yeah. that would be. Sweet. I get my seat Very like handsome. on the right side, yeah. on that little rise part, like right in the beginning. Um, it's fantastic. Excellent. All right, um, and then on October 11th, I was at Milky's and I saw Bobby and the Love, Bloodthirsty Vegans, and Cheap City. Um, we love Bloodthirsty Vegans. Yeah, did they have a drummer sitting in with them? Was that a? Oh, they had Greg. Uh, Greg Morton. He usually plays with them. He's been okay. playing for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg yeah. Morton, if, if no one knows of him, is in like eight local bands. He is a fantastic drummer. When you um, play. Huh? Drummers are in, in short supply, I feel. You know? Ooh. I gotta agree. <laughs> I feel like bass players are more in short supply. Like, I could find a couple drummers right now who... I also like, agree. <laughs> yeah. Who aren't like... Who are like available right now. I don't really know any bass players who are... Yeah, your your battle of the bass things. That's oh yeah, it's December sixth. We'll be talking about that coming later. up. Coming up. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. I don't mean to give anybody. Oh no, no, we can talk. <laughs> I can, we can talk about that all you want. Um, so yeah, uh, Bloodthirsty Vegans put on a great show. Um, Bobby and the Love are really. Have you seen Bobby and the Love? I think I'd seen him play with Christina yes. Stock at one point. Um, yeah. Yeah, Bob. Bobby is a super nice fun guy he's super easy to get along a with. character though too yeah and he's he's really passionate about local music and you know the set's kind of like dreamy and folky sure and uh, it didn't quite fit the show for the night but it was it was still real real fun to watch and right uh for for festivus and actually for this event he dressed up as mickey mouse and uh it, for so for festivus he dressed up as mickey mouse and he handed out candy and like drunk women were delighted like, he was, like, the hit of the night, but apparently when you're just outside on a street corner on Elmwood, <laughs> and no one knows why you're there, and you try to give them candy, oh my god, the looks 
people were horrified. <laughs> people were just like, who's this people, person? Like, half the people <laughs> like, were like, oh, cool candy. And other people were just, yeah. Yeah. No, it could be creepy. He didn't have, like, a van or anything. Else. It wasn't <laughs> as creepy as it could have been. Not, not, the van wasn't in view. Oh, it wasn't in view. I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> um, whether or not Bobby Musicians has have vans. Yeah, right. right. There's a good chance there was a van. So. <laughs> um, and then uh, Cheap City played. Uh, they're an out-of-town band. They're from Holyoke, Massachusetts. They were fantastic. Um, they kind of remind me of Against Me with, like, keyboards. Okay. It's like real punky, yelly kind of music. And the So singer, like more synth pop infused energy? I'm thinking not that's quite, not, that. not pop, like synth punk. Punk, yeah. And like so, and like, there was like a little bit of like gypsy rock in there, like Gogol Bordello. That's and a lot going on. I loved, the singer didn't use the mic stand. He literally would fling the mic over his shoulder when he played keys and then just like grab the mic back and start like yelling when he sang. He would never typically do both at the same time. There you go. But uh, they were really good. Um, I don't know when they're going to come back to town, but uh, if you get a chance to check out Cheap City, um, I know they have a ton of good music on Bandcamp. Um, they're really interesting, nice guys. I had a really good time working with them and hanging out. And... How many are in that band? Uh, they are a four-piece. Yeah. So I would recommend that the next time they come to town. And then on a non-musical related note, I saw Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> at the Riviera Deep. Theater on October 22nd. It was so cool. Yeah. I can at least feel like I can mention it a little bit because they, 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 they did play the song live. Like Joel had picked up a guitar right. and played it. it was... But um, I, I'd never been to the Riviera, so okay. I want to talk about that. That place, that's a really Spectacular, nice Spectacular, no? Like, I was really surprised how nice it so was. So they sell these shows out and they're cover shows, but their tickets will go on sale six months ahead of time and they will sell out. Um, what did my dad say he's going to nonsense you know like we're we're not really Led Zeppelin but we're you playing the music of right but that is very popular amongst a certain demographic what was the age of Mystery Science 3000 well it was like there there were some kids it was mostly like mostly like 30s would have been like an average but there definitely appeared to be a decent amount of people who had no like older like like God, as I sit here with my gray hair, I'm going to say a bunch of gray hairs. Right. Um, but no, they're like 60-ish looking people who are like, I heard these guys play really bad movies. And it's like, oh, you have no idea what this is either. And you just wonder if like some of the locals And they're just, just there because it's tickets. a pretty place. Yeah. And, right. I'll, I'll tell you this. They did a horrible job promoting that show. Like that place could have been packed. The only reason I found out about the show was I was on the town ballroom website okay. looking for gigs. And I happened, they happened to have it listed there. But, like, I know a lot of geeks, and most of them had no idea this was going on. Right. Even some of the people I did run into. So it wasn't a sold-out thing. No, no, not by any means. But it was it was a great show. Um, on the tour, they're doing two different movies. The one we saw was called, oh, God, it was, like, Circus of Chaos or something. It was right. this really weird German horror movie. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. The The merch was insane. They wanted $40 for a t-shirt. I believe it. $20 for a pair of socks. They wow. sold those too. $20, $20 for a pair of socks. Those better like, have been some great socks. Like, wow. Are you familiar with this particular geek I'm show? I'm not. Yeah. But that's like, wow, that's so impressive. Yeah. So that was me. Have you, Cassidy, seen any shows recently? Have I seen shows recently? Yes. Well, just just yesterday evening, I caught the lovely Shilpa Ray uh, playing at Duende in the can- Cantina, which 
is so toasty with the little fireplace going and everyone packed into this space like it wasn't an announced show it was just there, there, there a wasn't treasure. a page up but it was it was shrouded in mystery and it didn't, right. it didn't have her listed on it it just mentioned dream so pages. this lady if you're not familiar with Miss Shilpa Ray has this voice that is like there's there's a borderline yelly okay. to the tone sometimes but when things are are sing-songy they are dreamy and her yeah. her go-to instrument is this squeeze box, right? Like this accordion on a tabletop kind of oh, thing. Okay. And the inset, I, I went up and spoke with her afterwards. She'll be touring. They're, they're going on tour now with a band that's from New Zealand. And I, I just thought how nice it would be for them to then go to New Zealand and tour with this band. And big, big things from a, a band that I'd seen originally at Nietzsche's in the front room. And, sure. Yeah. It, you know. And the energy of a show like that when it's special you know like when people are like oh this is top secret and this is a really cool place and yeah. everybody's here to take on the magic of it i've never been to duende before it's really great there and that room on the second right. floor where they had the music was like it was like it's like old warehouse okay. like it just like it looks perfect for so it's it's DIY a gem show. of buffalo there there's a lot of strange and outside of the box folksy kind of things that can play there i've seen yeah. Uh, you know, string ensembles playing there in the past, and you know it, it. It's diverse too. The lineup. I think Kevin Kane puts in most of the shows there. Yeah, right. And he does a great job looking at those. Um, again, it was it was really lovely because also the weather was nice, and so the cantina, as the music kind of just radiated into the evening, you're under the silos down there. It's tucked. Oh. Right wow. in the uh, you definitely look like rust you're not yeah. driving to the right place when you like get down that sure. driveway. It, like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, so there's like, layers of magic and treasure magic. about oh. it. Right, it's magic is what it is. Sounds so awesome. I'm it's excited. Not it's an upcoming show. I'm just excited because it's so close. Uh, Rufus Wainwright is playing at Bayville next Ooh, weekend. I was unaware of that. Who's you know who's opening? I think it's just an evening with. Ooh. I think we're just doing Rufus, and evening with is usually solo non-open. Yeah. yeah, my goodness, I ju- I'm just thinking about magical treasures. I was never, I was never, big, I was never a big Rufus Wainwright fan, so I honestly don't have anything to add to that. Oh my gosh, the whole Wainwright family. Martha Wainwright is quite a musician in her own right, and obviously their mm-hmm. father, Loudon Wainwright, was yes prolific in his. Yeah, no, good. I I, <laughs> I I get all excited and I just it's okay. Words, it's awesome, words, if words. we didn't get see, side, it's good to get excited. If we didn't get sidetracked. We would have no content for this podcast. Sure. So, um, going back to the October fifteenth show, we were talking about Super Tugger. Why don't we play a song from them? Let's. Uh, this is a song. Uh, this is uh, something. This is a song I worked with them with when we I was in Viva Noir with them, and it's a song called Bag of Bones, and it's one of my favorite um, kind of fuck off. To an X kind of songs. Who writes in this band? Um, I know Jay, who's the singer, and Angel, who plays guitar. They both write, so okay. I don't know exactly which one wrote it. But uh, they're both excellent songwriters from my work with them. I was always cool. real happy with it. So here is Bag of Bones on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. Oh 
And that was Bag of Bones by Super Tugger here on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast on AllWNY.com. Hi, Lainey. Hi. How's it going? It's going real good. How well, are thank you? Thank you for joining us. <laughs> of so, so for Cassidy, who is new to the Elaine to George, business, <laughs> I am. I did a little bit of yeah. uh, snooping. Oh, you did. <laughs> I did. Lead the way, Cassidy. A little listening, a little snooping. Okay. So you're now performing as a two piece, right? Yep. Elaine and the Bliss. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like the play on her name with the Bliss. Thank you. This is cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I suppose just because we're just talking about songwriting, are you are you primarily the songwriter? Yeah, right now I am. Okay. All the songs we've been doing so far are the ones that I've written, actually. Nice. Um, so as a three-piece, are you carrying over any of the songs that you were already performing into um, your duo? Yeah, we still are. We're really new still, so we haven't like written a lot of material yet. So right. we're probably going to use like my songs. I know that Bliss has a few songs of her own that she wanted to add in, and we're going to just use them all together. This is great. It's fun. I feel like the enthusiasm in, in your... Your presence, obviously, no <laughs> one else you. can see that. You know, you're you're a young looking, vibrant person. How old are you? I'm turning 21 next month. I knew That's it. What the show I is knew for. it. Yeah. This is great. <gasps> Cast. Mr. Rolf. You can always add stuff. Yeah, I can make a mix up. That's what John's sure. for. Where's Thank you worst. very much for all your editing, John. I love you very much. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> so you have new things recorded. Not Where- yet. Not yet. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. So she has previously worked with Ken Rutkowski from Outer Limit Studio. Are you familiar with Right. Him? I think I have met Ken. So. Um, no, I think we actually have a, a plethora of very talented recording engineers in Western New York. Yes, I, that's what I've been telling her. And it's I, I've been was talking to the guys in Type Relevant about this recently. Yeah. It's kind of... Interesting to see, kind of, you know, when I graduated, I was right at the beginning of like, hey, everybody, here's laptops you can record on that are right. like $5 billion. Mm-hmm. So, like, I still see, like, like Ken and, like, GCR is like, they have these studios where it's, like, these big lavish rooms and this, the giant board. Sure. And, like, that's great. And, I mean, you're getting what you pay for with your sound at any of those places, but there are so many people now who have There's it There's so many different home. levels. And I like, love musicians who then build their own studios or, oh, like, Mammoth yeah. Recording Studio or whatever where you've got someone That's the next step. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, obviously, you know what your own sound wants to end up evolving it to in its production, but it's it's cool too. Yeah. yeah. No, be I'm, able to have another I'm, year. On the sender has Noiseland Studio, which has a really great rate for people. Um, RJ DeMarco, I can never remember what the name of his studio is. He's from Fernway. He's got a great studio in Hamburg. Uh, the guys in Type Relevant have pretty reasonable offers. Uh, they're in like the South Buffalo area. Like sure. You know, I, I'm constantly amazed when I go to meet musicians how many of them have like these like, like real nice studios. Right. Like um, See, that's so good. back to the interview and not sure. me talking about <laughs> No, no, no. Um, so in your in your songwriting, in your own evolution of it, when do you think you wrote your first song? How many years deep are we in songwriting? Oh. A while. I've always like had ideas to write songs about. Like growing up, I was always a writer, so I'd always just kind of like write down how I felt about things. Then eventually, like listening to music, it just kind of became music. It became right. songwriting, and I probably started in 2013, actually. Okay. So it's been a it's been a really long time. Like my first actual song, like I p- wrote in 2013. It's really simple and it's really like it's really basic, but it's a song. So your main instrumentation is guitar. 
Yeah, mainly, but I, to, I used to play, like, viola in high school, so, like, I would do a lot of, like, orchestration stuff. So. I think the oh, viola is... Nice. I played, and I played piano now. growing up, yeah. so... It was, it's cool. It's really fun to, like, mess with all the instruments. I love hearing, like, the actual product when it comes out, because then, like, you can finally hear it, because it's all in my head, and I have, like, all the piano parts in my head, and I have, like, the viola and the violins and all that, and it's, cool, cool, to, it's cool to hear it. I like, did, ah, I, there it is. I had to take some orchestration classes in college, and that was always the most frustrating thing, is, like, you could play it back to, like, whatever, like... Oh, I don't even remember what programs they used for orchestration back then. Sibelius. Uh, <laughs> something like that. You'd <laughs> pop it in there and like you could kind of hear like the like the MIDI interpretation of yeah. the music. But you yeah. really until you get it in front of people to have them play it, you really don't really get to take in the whole mm-hmm. broad swath of what it all is. Yeah. Uh, what's your songwriting approach like? Do you um, are you one of these people who has like the notebook that's like like <laughs> you have fifty notebooks full of lyrics, or do you like writing the melodies first? Like, how do you try to? So it's funny. A lot of the time, I'll actually start writing a song when I'm in the moment of things. Like, okay. if I feel like if I'm like at a like if I was at Stamps, I wrote a song there about like an ex. I was at like in Fredonia at one point. I wrote a song about this girl who was bothering me. Like, I'll feel things when I'm there. And I'm like, Does that get off my back? Oh, that's actually a different one. Oh. Yeah. A lot of X's and a lot of things yeah. to write about. But, um, but yeah, so whenever I'm in the moment, I just like to write about it. And then I'll usually have like some sort of idea or like something will come into my head. Like I'll have like a chorus or like I'll start to come up with like a fluent verse line or something. And then I'll like write it down on my phone and then I'll kind of go back to it when I go home and then I start writing. Nice. Write it down in the phone. Here you are all. Old school analog with your do you have stacks and notebooks? It's the you know, future. Sometimes, sometimes. I don't know when I'm like even now when I write lyrics, I need to like have like that weight of the pen, like right. Typing. You can tell how so. angsty you are by the handwriting scribbled on the paper. Oh, absolutely, and you can tell how many uh, changes you've made by like all the scribble oh. marks. See, it's a little bit different for me, though, because I actually have a book, like, when I actually finish a song, I'll write it in there, but like, all right, this song is officially done, we're going to put it in the book, and then I put okay. it in the book, and it sits there, it's like more of like an official thing. So that when you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they have that piece from the book <laughs> to put in the frame on the wall. Yeah. Oh, that, that's so cool. It's good to have something to donate. We don't, uh, this podcast, you know, I've, I've been realizing we don't have really any old artifacts or anything. Ephemera. <laughs> yeah. Not that I think anyone's going to want it, but... Maybe... They will. Oh, right. They will. Give it time. It doesn't matter. (laughs) No, very good. So how many different bands have you played with? All right. So I actually just started like being in a band a few months ago. So I started off in May with an ex who was like a part of the, one of the bands in the Buffalo music scene. And his friend who was also in the band became my bassist. So I had a drummer and a bassist for a little bit. It didn't really work out. We broke up, you know, and you know. There was a lot of, oh my god, my life is drama. But there was so much drama with that. He started, like, talking garbage about me, all this shit. Different musicians, like, oh, she's so mean. She has this huge ego. She sucks. Oh my god, she's a terrible person. And then he started trying to split up my band. Once I had, like, Amber Bliss, who was my drummer, we were Alini in the Aftermath. So I had that bassist, I had Amber, and it was me. So we were Alini in the Aftermath for a little bit. And the ex kept on trying to come in and started talking to Amber separately, me separately, and the bassist separately. And he was like, oh, you guys are too good for each other. Like, you could be doing so much more without each other. And we didn't know that we were all being talked to by him. So what ended up happening was Brandon, my boyfriend, figured that out. And he was like, wait, they're all talking to each other. Hold on. 
And then we all figured it out. The bassist was still on the side of the X, so he ended up not really working out with us. There was too much going on there. Oh, that's a whole and, different kind of struggle. Oh, it is. It is a, the yes. struggle is real. Yes. <laughs> it's real. But yeah, this is kind of number three. This is the first, like, actual thing where we had promo pictures and all that, but. Great. Yeah. So how do you go about that? Who do you use to take your promo picture? How do you put together your own press kit as a new band? Well, we have a really cool resource. My boyfriend, Brandon, he's like our photographer, like our videographer. Great. So when we made on hold, he actually like took all the photos and he actually filmed the whole video with and me. And he cares. Yeah. And it, it really matters. helps. We live together, so it really helps with that kind of thing. And it's nice, because he can always like figure out when the shows are, so he always comes to every show and takes photos for us. Perfect. It's so helpful. It's He's awesome. He's so awesome at it. You're so talented, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel the love. Can you? I can't. <laughs> this podcast is about anything. It's about the love. Uh, so as a live performer, I'm just, I'm just going to, it's about you, the you can just, you, Yeah, you can, no, yeah. no, no, As a live performer. John, please cut that out. <laughs> what's your favorite venue that you've played? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. One of my favorites was, like, the Hard Rock Cafe. That was okay. one of my first ones, and I loved it. It was so cool to, like, have a huge audience in front of me, and it was yeah. such a good experience. I also really like stamps, too. I've been playing a lot of stamps. Sure. I like it. Stamps is always a fun place for... Yeah. Well, Stamps yeah. does all ages shows, yeah? Uh, 18 plus. That's cool. I like I the like whole that. aesthetic. It's very, like, punky, and there's stickers everywhere in weird spots, and... Oh, absolutely. I think as far as, like, being up in that Tonawanda area, there's very... And it's hip there. Yeah. Like, the Kenton area, I guess, maybe. Hip? No. I don't no. know. <laughs> no. No, you've been out of the city for too long, Cassidy. I, it's hipper than where I live. <laughs> no. You no. Want, yeah. No, like the village of Tanawat, that's supposed to be a hip place. I think I, it is. Is it? Yes. I don't know. I don't know what's hip anymore. See, all I know is that like with stamps, we all like, me and my like my squad, my, my like, whole like friend group, we all just go to 7-Eleven and we're like, hey, slushies and Slim Jims and all that stuff. So midway through, we'll get like tacos oh, at yeah. like the taco place or 7-Eleven. It, it's fun. It's a little detour you can go to there. Which I, I'm going to mention, by the way, uh, you are playing on December 14th at Stamps. Oh, yeah. With, uh, for Jen DeSantis is having her EP release. So excited. Oh, very good. With, uh, be so fun. with Melanie and Muddle and Witch Witch and uh, Good Morning Helen. I don't know Good Morning Helen. Good Morning Helen doesn't seem to play that often. I was very, uh, I was surprised to find her name wasn't Helen. Okay. Um, she's just a local singer-songwriter. Um, I good Morning has, Helen. <laughs> That's how I generalized on the email, like, good morning, Helen. Do you want to play a show? Yeah. And, um, this, I'm just going to mention this real quick. Sure. My name in the Greek language actually means Helen. So that's kind of cool. Wow. Whoa, full circle. Yo. Good morning. <laughs> good evening, Helen. Oh. <laughs> Please don't right. call me that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can make fun of the name Helen because it's not her name either. Right. Yeah. No, I like the witch witch. Go, yeah, go we, back through. Tell me about uh, the Muddle. We, uh, Muddle is... We've played them before. They are a punk band, and everyone's 18 or 19. And... I know what we're talking about. Yeah, I I've just, I get before. confused with yeah. the names of the... Yeah. Uh, me too. No, <laughs> she's got this yell, like, Courtney Love that just... You don't expect coming out of her mouth just when you look at her, but it's 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 an amazing growl, and the whole band nice. is really impressive. So, so that's Jen DeSantis's... Yes, release. Her EP release show. So she's been working at over at GCR. Great. That's and exciting. 
Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear how it sounds. Cool. Hopefully, we'll have an exclusive here. Right. We can play something. Oh, that'd be so cool. That would be very fun. Yeah. So, so talented. Ugh. <laughs> all right. So, um, we're going to play On Hold by Alini George. Love to hear it. Right now on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast mm-hmm. on LWNY.com.
All right. <laughs> hey, so there's a lot of shows coming up. There's a lot of good shows coming up? There's a lot of good shows coming up. Uh, we already talked about uh, Elaney playing at Mohawk Place with Wolf of Waltzer, Tooth, Sweet Apple, Nate Marlowe, and Derek Gregoire. Gregory? There's like an I in there, and there's not a Y at the end. <laughs> I say Gregory, but I'm probably wrong. Oh, man. I was wondering when you said that. I don't know. Well, Derek, tell us how to pronounce your name properly. It looks like a Gregoire. Right, Maybe doesn't Greg- it? I can't even say it now. Wow. Gregoire. Gregoire. So uh, go check that I'll out. i have to ask him. Uh, it's 18 plus. It is $8 if you buy ahead of time. It is $10 at the door. On November 9th, we are hosting, um, we're hosting Kurt Riley, Infringement Festival favorite Kurt Riley at, uh, Milky's on Elmwood. Uh, Kurt Riley is this, uh, David Bowie-esque glam rocker, a little bit of an older guy, but, uh, still a really cool sound and he puts a lot of energy and time into his stage show between the lighting and the smoke effects. What day of the week is November 9th? Um, oh, it's either a Friday, I think it's a Friday. Um... You, yeah, your thing's on a Wednesday, right? Thursday. Thursday. So it might be Saturday. Okay, so it'll be Saturday then. Cool. And um, <clears throat> they're playing with Makeout Tactics. This is uh, Makeout Tactics. I thought it was going to be their first show. It's their first Buffalo show. They've, they debuted in Fredonia, or they do in a couple days before this episode comes out. Um, they are, there's seven of them. They live all together, a local art house. And uh, it reminds me of, like, Broken Social Scene and Death Cab for Cutie. But I've only heard a little bit because they're a brand new band and they don't have a lot of material. So I would come check them out. I'm really excited to see what they have. Uh, then VR Sunsets on the bill. They are Synth Calculator Rock. Wow. I think they'll give people a little bit of stuff to dance to. They're going to be finishing off the night. And then we also have The Great Mistake, who... Um, very power poppy. Kind of reminds you got me a lot of bands lot. on this bill. There's a lot of bands on every bill. How many dollars does that cost? Well, there's, I gotta tell you about, there's one more band. The, oh my gosh. It's, it's the Lady of the Tiger. Tell me more. And they are playing, uh, 60s Brit pop mixed with like Americana and soul. There's a lot going on. And those five bands, five dollars. That's one dollar a band. One dollar a band. One dollar a band. What a value. Yeah, and no, it'll be a fun night at Milky's, so if you can make it on down, I, I would recommend that. On December 6th, we have Battle of the Buffalo Bassists. Yeah. This is gonna be so cool. So we have our eight bassists in place. If we had sound effects, that'd be blown Oh that man, <laughs> that's, that's next. I want, and I need some reverb on this board too, so I can really like, like, Buffalo, Buffalo, Echo, Buffalo, echo, Buffalo. echo. Um, <clears throat> so we have members of bands including, uh, Type Relevant, Chester Copperpot, uh, Scarecrow Show, uh, Beyond Mountains, Dilettante, Insoluble. Wow, some good bands on there. The, the, like, oh, uh, Dreadnecks, and, oh, I'm missing one. Arr! Seven out of eight. I'm really proud of myself for that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. We have a few uh, local judges who are going to be there. Who are Will actually... there be elimination rounds? Oh, How is this being conducted? It is a single elimination tournament. Holy. So uh, we start off with eight, and then each round we kind of whittle our way down. And How many judges? We're going to have... We're going to have some consolation rounds, too. So everyone's going to play three rounds. Bunch of crap prizes to give uh, out to your... No? We'll we'll see. I'm working on prizes. I'm working on, like, legit prizes. Um, We have some judges. Uh, We have Jack Culp, who's, like, legendary local Buffalo bass player. We have another of the same who I'm just waiting to confirm with. Um, And then we have Jeff Jankowski, a local drummer who's been playing on the scene for, like, 25 years. He will be our house drummer for the night. Nice. uh, we're going to have the competition, and then we're going to have just like a bass jam out with all the bass players at the end of the night. It is going to be thick. 
Yeah. <laughs> Muddy. Yeah. That's a good word for it. So, um, and uh, is going to benefit the Will Rowe Foundation. Um, the Will Rowe Foundation is a kind of, a, it's a brand new charity where they're actually, some of the money we raise is going to go for, towards them getting their 401 or 501c, is it Great, for nonprofit? Yeah. 501c3. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, what they do is they help provide money to disabled people who, like, they don't want to give money to help pay for the medications, but they want to help give money to pay for your rent if you pour right. all your money into your medication. So, who's the foundation named after? Um, I know the executive director is Ryan Seeley, who's okay. actually the new executive director at Allentown Association nice. as well. Um, and he named it after his brother. And I don't know his full name, okay. but his brother's name was Will. Um, he had anemia, and he got HIV through a blood transfusion. Oh, how awful. So, yeah. So, I, uh, from the second he told me about what he's doing, I knew I really liked it. And, you know, for these big events, I like making them charity stuff when possible. So, no, um, I think it's supporting a great a cause. I think sure. it's going to be $8. I still haven't settled on the price yet. I'm still, like, final details and kind of the way things are going. But, yeah. Um, it's going to be, like, this is... I mean, how much does a movie ticket cost? Give me a break. This exactly. is... I haven't been to a movie entertainment. in so long. But, like, I know Greg Burt does his bass player nights, and this is a little similar to that, but this is kind of unlike, really, anything else that people are doing in the area, so sure. it might be the only one we do, so come and check it out. It's going to be super fun. And then we have the aforementioned Agenda Sandus EP release show on December 14th at Stamps with Lainey, Muddle, Witch Witch, and Good Morning Helen. And then, Cassidy, <gasps> I have a special announcement. What is it? What is it? He's his own sound effects. It's true skill. I, uh, I forgot to pull it up on my computer, so I'm just going to keep stalling. <laughs> He's loading. He's loading. He's loading. Oh, stuttering. Oh, man. Right. Too much mystery science. Thank you. <laughs> Festivus. For the rest of us, for 2019... Um, I haven't actually announced to anyone. I don't even think that other people in the festival know about who's playing at the fundraiser. So every year, we have our annual Festivus fundraiser at Nietzsche's for Buffalo Infringement Festival. It is our biggest party of the year. I do like a festival. I think it was bigger than opening or closing ceremonies, myself. It, you know, and it's such the opposite from the Infringement Festival that everybody's ready for it again. Absolutely. Know? We had about 170 people last year. It was oh, a, a good time. party. So... Um, this year, here's the lineup I have in no particular order. We're going to have uh, local roots rocker, Nicotine Jones. Okay. We had him. We played him on the last yeah. episode. I, I love what he brings. I think he's a good drink of music. Very good. Uh, we have the Baby Machines uh-huh. featuring the wonderful, amazing Jess yes. Collins. Um, I ran into her at a party last night. She's fantastic. She's pretty cool. Um, Christina Stock is yes. playing. I, I might be joining her. But I'm, I'm playing some bass <gasps> stuff. That would be so cool. So I'm really excited about that. Um, we're going to have Seinfeld Burlesque. Lovely. Yeah, we're going to, we're working with a few different burlesque groups and. Lovely. I will offer my services. I can wear a bald cap and be George if needed. That could be weird. <laughs> it's going to get strange, isn't it? <laughs> you know, if, if infringement needs me to just take off my shirt and dance around. Oh, need is not the I'll word. do what is necessary. I'm sure you will. I've given my everything to this festival and I'll continue. <laughs> Um, we have Boney Tony. He's actually a member of uh, Makeout Tactics, who we mentioned earlier. He's right. kind of a parody, funny, jokey kind of singer-songwriter. Okay. Um, we have Over and Out, who is like 
They're so good. Did you did you see them at the I live show? I did see casting? Over and Out. Oh man, they're so oh, amazing. Oh my gosh! Well, and I met that. I have not. Oh my god, Sally the the Sally, Sally Schaefer. Schaefer. Oh my gosh, she's a gem. She's she's got that fiddle action. Oh my There's goodness, an energy it's, with they're that fiddle. grim folk. If they're a five piece, okay. And Rob, who sings, has this like he listens to a lot of bright eyes you can tell and that's cool I like some bright eyes and then there's like some like so there's folk and there's some punk and there's like these undercurrents of like Irish because Sally Schaefer who plays violin is kind of I at that show right so I go to get my phone out to take some pictures to take some video and I was just so captivated that I had to dance I had to put the phone down I had to dance they are super fun they're one of my favorite bands to see live um, I That's think awesome. they're like red hot right now, so I'm super happy that they That's will be great. there. Um, we have hooked on Cassiophonics mm-hmm. featuring Miss Pam Swartz and Rock Nuts. That uh, fun. They performed last night at a uh, house party at uh, the Nickel City Co-op. Were they? Old Wonder Moth, and they performed. They have a new member, a female rapper named Mitty. Interesting. I only got to catch just a real brief bit because you know party. Yeah. But I, I caught a little, and I'm really excited for them to bring her out. It's always. It's such a great time. Anything Pam Swartz does. For sure. I'll watch. And I love, I love Rock Nuts' energy. Uh, and then we have Tina Panic Noise. Right. Our favorite uh, punk. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe them properly. Cassidy, take it away. Oh, I don't know, man. It, how? It's like street punk and it's got political and it's kind of experimental too at the it's same time. It's definitely experimental. That would be the best. I mean, because there's some noise happening too. You're, you're yeah, just it's noodling about with. Um, no, I our our lead singer for Tina Pack Noise, Isabel, is mm-hmm. quite quite a diverse musician. Yes, uh, in their own right. I, I I've known them for a long time, and I feel like um, you know, even strangely, growing up, <laughs> yeah. I could always admire. The musicianship, so it's nice to see sure. this incarnation of musicianship. Um, they they were just on tour too, I think. Yes, they, yeah, they stepped back from tour a couple weeks ago. So that's always so a good experience. A you come back and you're, you know, playing the same kind of home space. That's like a, a homecoming, All right? Yes. Homecoming weekend. And then we also have uh, Omri Monroe. He is a local. He's this he's this R and B guy. He's got this real smooth voice. Nice funky backing band, so I think he'll fit in real nice. I think it'll be good. It sounds there like a, a mix, a medley of something for everyone. Exactly. A stocking. Exactly. Stocked with fun. And yes. then uh, DJ Soyotos is gonna. We're gonna have a dance night to end the night. We're also gonna have uh, airing of grievances. We're gonna have a festivist poll. Um, we All might have things. feats of strength if I can. We can figure that out this year. We had some issues last year. I asked people to buy a couple bags of coal so we can use it as a prop, okay. and they thought birdseed was an adequate replacement. No, 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 it is not. Nope. So um, that that's Festivus. That is December twenty eighth at Nietzsche's. It is going. It's uh, five dollars. It is going to be so much fun. But we're out of time, <gasps> so um, we are going to play uh, a live track that I took from Over and Out. Great. On September 28th at Tudor Lounge. Perfect. Uh, it was the On the Cinders uh, CD release show. Cool. Uh, and it was awesome. And I'm trying to remember the name of the song live. It, uh, the song is called Talking to Myself. Great. So here it is from Over and Out on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. <laughs> Thank you. 
And that was over and out here on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast, playing Talking to Myself from the Tudor Lounge on September 28th. I, I want to yell about some stuff. I'm going to get angry. I'm going to give myself, I'm going to back away a little bit so I don't get too loud into the microphone. Okay, I'll let Cassie you know. is the only pair of headphones. So, um, it seems like when it comes, I've been on both sides now, between booking shows and between being a band who like book shows and it seems like when it comes to the health of the scene there can be a lot of blame going around both ends right and i had an experience where everyone dropped the ball and i just want to talk about this um i uh i helped put together a show and one of the bands was booked three months ahead of time three months ahead of time the night the day before the show they found out they were double booked how does that happen? Three months in advance, they were double booked, and it was just one member of the band. And then, and like what? Then what really gets you too is this band when we first put them on the bill complained like crazy about having to play last. And then the day before the show, they're like, "Oh yeah, our guy's gonna be late. We have to play last." And I like I ended up ha- helping. Yeah, they were really upset that they had to play last, and then eventually they like, "Oh yeah, we have to play last." Um, their drummer ended up, I had to call the show at like 1250. I'm like, if your drummer's not here by one, how late are you playing till? Like, who's your crowd? Like, the show's kind of dying out here anyway. And the, so we just had to can it. And I could come on here and yell about that. But you know what the funny thing is? The promoter did nothing for this show. The promoter didn't find their own bands. The promoter didn't, uh, put posters up. The promoter didn't even bother to reach out to the bands to let them know what time the show was supposed to start. So the show actually started an hour later. So, it's just a message for everyone, guys. Like, this is, this is all our scene. We all need to be working together, but we have to do our job. And we, you, we can't be the kind of people who complain about the promoters or the bands one way or the other because... Well, there's always are, a finger to point. People are dropping... What I'm saying is, is I think there's enough blame to go around for everyone. So, it's maybe we should It's about owning your own crap. Yeah. You say you're... And not I mean, on, did the promoter get paid? Huh? Did the promoter get paid? I'm assuming. Right. Oh, God. Ugh, hate to do nothing. Right. Yeah. No. Well, the one of the acts actually told me they contacted the promoter and asked them like, "What is it you actually do?" Right. So, folks, go out, do your job, and if you want to be a musician, like, realize that like the nightlife is when you need to be available to people. Like, I've had people decline promotional opportunities because like it's Halloween and I want to go drinking. Right. And it's like, yes, that's fun, but you're an adult and you want to do this. Well, and then someone else wants it more than they do. Yeah, and and those are the people who are going to get it, are the people who can take that time and go and do it. And if you can't be bothered to do something for free, that's not going to cause you anything because you need to go and hang out with your friends, then, you know, get a 9-to-5 job because those are the kind of jobs where you can really do that stuff. But if you want to be a musician, you have to avail yourself for those kind of time slots. And there are young and talented musicians like Eleni. Yes. Eleni. Mm-hmm. Who's <laughs> right a here. hard name. On a Saturday it's okay. night. <sighs> that was rude. Thank you. No, it's okay. It's hard to say it. Eleni, Eleni, Eleni. And then I have one last thing. What are we doing on time? All right, I got like a minute and a half. Um... Hey guys, if you don't want to be on a podcast, don't come on a fucking podcast. I have had basically three guests now that I would describe as like actively hostile. Hostile? Like people who were either too good for it the second they came in. One guy, it spent like the entire interview insulting me to my face. What? Like seriously folks, if you don't want to like do this, you don't have to come here. Like 
like at least the last hostile interview we, I had, which happened kind of recently, and I'm not gonna—I don't want to name names there, but like from the outset of the interview, it was like I was insulting them, and they were too cool to be there, and they were just over it. And not on like, my watch. And it's like if that's your attitude, just don't fucking do it. Like don't waste my time or your time. And what does that project anyway? Like Absolutely. who's going to actually want to support you then in your in your music if you're that much of an asshole to take you know, it, it's that whole gift horse. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I've had I've had more than enough times now where I've like interviewed someone, and afterwards, like the person next to me would be like, "Dude, what the fuck was their problem?" And it's like, Jeez. "Come on, like I'm here to help. I'm giving my time. Like I don't really get paid for a whole lot of this." I well, just I mean, at least like at least, and you see like their true colors, how they actually are. Oh, absolutely. And then and, you it's know, rough, but I mean, it's the reality. And of it. we kind of talk behind the scenes about kind of you know having a blacklist, but that's that's yeah. a great way to get there. You know, but if, I mean, if there's bad people in the world. You got to point them out, absolutely. So they, they don't hurt you anymore. So yeah, like like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, these guys sound like fun. I want to come on, maybe interesting. That's really cool. Well, no one's going to want to come on your podcast now because you're ending your episode with your your ranting. We gotta we gotta structure this. So I, mean, I need to yell <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. I think yeah, so people forget about it oh, by the end. Fantastic. Yes. That's great. Leave with the yelling. <laughs> I like this. You'll have me all tuckered out by the end of the episode then. Are you tired? Oh, I am. <laughs> there was a lot of yelling. It's, it's way past my bedtime. But yes, that's that's called Encore. I don't know if we're going to keep that or not. I just came up with the idea for that segment. I, do, I still do have like a lot of shit I want to yell about at sure. other times. So. I liked it. I thought it was Thank cool. You. Excellent. So, um, the struggle that, is real. <laughs> it is real, man. So that's all we have for episode number 43. 43 um, episodes. God. I literally... We don't have a plan for episode 44 yet. This has been kind of a common theme. Like, there used to be a part in the script where we're like, on episode 44, this person's coming on, and now we're just at the point where we're like, someone will be here. Well, it's more exciting. Because I, I actually... I mentioned four names I was going to invite for this next episode, and, and Elaine's the only one who came. Hi. We actually, didn't have a, <laughs> we actually had a guest cancel on us. We are going to have a second guest to cancel on us last Sure. Time. So, um, we're going to have someone. I'm sure they're going to be super interesting. I've got some ideas. I've got, got some, some rabbits to pull out of this hat. I've got some, I've got some ideas yeah. up, up my sleeve as well. So, uh, we'll have a, a, a fresh batch of uh, upcoming shows to talk to you about and previous shows. And hopefully I will have some new musics. I still have, we still have all of the audio from the live episode we did. We haven't played any of that yet. That's so excellent. So we might end up just doing a whole bunch of that for the next episode, possibly. Well, it's worthwhile so, and it's diverse. I think there's well, certainly enough to... Um, speaking of the struggle is real, and God, this episode's going to be so long because we just keep getting off course, but um, I discovered that if you use a Chromebook and you put a little memory card in there, right. if you hit delete, it's gone. <gasps> there's no like recycling like bin like most computers have. It is gone. So we literally lost all of Shannon Vanderlyn's stuff from the live show. Yeah. Just like that. I'm so upset about it because she was great. Her interview was good and her performance was good. So I, it's something preventing her from being on this podcast. We've tried so many times. Technical but, uh, difficulties. But yeah, so the interviews are great, but the crowd was getting drunk as the night progressed. So right. um, they were getting loud. So I don't even know if any of the interviews we did after that point are even going to be usable. But I do know there's a ton of live good music that we have from that show. And at the very least, we'll have that. And um, you can listen to the Scarecrow show, Almost Getting Into a Fight with a Drunk Girl. I, I have that I should have all the audio of that. I, I subdued someone. The guy with the cane. Yeah, I've been yeah, fighting yeah. about second grade since about second grade. So that was awesome. So, um, yeah, back to the podcast. Um, check out all of the LWNY family of 
podcasts, including uh, there's the Skeleton Closet and there's uh, the Think So Joe podcast, starring whatever fake name I'm giving for Joe this week and Karina DeFabio. And then we have the big picture with Michael Sargent. Insert crazy conspiracy theory joke. Do you have anything to add? I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> yes, this episode's run so long, we can just kind of coast at this point. I'm just glad to be part of the podcast in general. Thank Aww. you. Thanks, Cassidy. Yeah. All right, folks, you can find us on Facebook.com backslash uh, The Struggle Is Real Podcast or on Twitter at SIRPodcastNY. I had big news. I was going to announce the last episode and forgot, and now I don't have any time this episode. So guess what? Next episode, big news. Big news. That's, I'm, that's, how I'm, that's what I'm going to end on right there. There's big news. Folks, uh, life is hard, so please be kind to one another and keep on struggling. Thank you.